brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Mary! What? Where's me top? Wherever you left them. Did you see me flip-flops? Ah, here. Make your next holiday fuss-free with an Avantcard personal loan. With personalized pricing that's made for you, at least there's one less thing to worry about. Find out more at avantcard.ie. And me snorkel? Oh, have you seen me snorkel? Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Avantcard DAC Trading's Avantcard is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any win. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then we're tired. Get out. Because it matters. Can't wait. Anybody can be beat. So how did that just feel? Feel great. Poetic justice. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Jets Radio. We're doing a, a Saturday daytime or nighttime show, depending on where you are and what time location you're in. So uh, give us a call nine two nine four seven seven two six five one. There's plenty to talk about. You know, you got Revis, you got Cromartie, you got Percy Harvin, you got Chris Johnson. Pretty much any guy on the roster you could talk about if you want to. So. I'll introduce now my, my co-host, and this co-host is, is becoming a man of the people. I mean, this guy is generating all kinds of conversation. Everybody loves talking to him. There's, I mean, this guy is a, is a man of the people. Joe, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, Tyson? Yeah, man, man, I love the people. I love everyone. Um, and I'm just, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk to all the, all the U.K. listeners, all the overseas listeners. Let's, let's start talking Jets, man. I'm fired up. You know, it's funny because, you know, we go, we go on our Twitter account, and after every show, and first of all, we appreciate all the listens and all our shows can be found on iTunes. Um, we, you know, every time I go through the Twitter account, it's like, and Joe said this, and Joe said that, and I agree with Joe, and it's like, <laughs> this guy is, it's either, whether it's bad or good, you're, you're generating reactions out of everybody, man. <laughs> Absolutely, and I love it. I, I love everyone that tweets me and talks to me as well about anything or any 
opinion that I've had on the show, whether you agree with me or disagree with me. It's just it's all love. I just love the conversation. Yeah, I mean, we'll get we'll get to the callers of the lineup here. Um, like I said, nine two nine four seven seven two six five one for the guys overseas. I know that based on what I, the research I did, um, I think Skype is probably the best option from what I see. Um, and we appreciate you calling in. We try to find a better way to do this, but I think this is the only way we can for, in order for our show to record. But Joe, the, the one news that came out today was that you know the Jets got to make a decision on Chris Johnson, and, and on February sixteenth, he's due a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. And everybody's like, well, a decision needs to be made. And for me, was the decision is, is it what guy that's telling him he's going to be cut? Is that the decision? Because for me, I think he's long gone. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I don't think it's even a question. Um, especially with the off-the-field stuff that he got involved in with the gun and everything like that. And the fact that he just he didn't produce the way I, I, I thought he should have um, in that system. It's just he's, he's a goner. We need to move forward and just get another back. Yeah, I agree, too. And then, you know, like, you get some criticism, like, saying, well, like, everybody wants C.J. Spiller, which we talked about Spiller last mm-hmm. week. But, you know, I think the goal is to get a dynamic back, an explosive player, and more importantly, a guy that's a good receiver out of the backfield. I mean, you look at the Super Bowl, like, you got guys like Shane Vereen, you got all these guys out there. I think, especially in Chan Gailey's system, that's, that's the kind of running back you need to compliment Chris Ivory. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I talked about Roy Hulu, uh becoming a free agent last uh, last show. And we also talked about Anton Smith. That's the guy that we're both yep. on the bandwagon for. We're both yep. talking about him. He's explosive. Um, and I think those are guys that you can get for way cheaper than what you pay Chris Johnson, and I think you'll get more production out of them. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And, you know, the one thing is I want to touch on this, too, before we get to our callers is, you know, you have – you know, you can't. Even though the Jets have you know over forty million dollars of cap space, which I completely appreciate, and we want to spend it. There's no doubt, and we have to spend it. You're not going to go around spending like drunken sailors. You're not going to. You're not going to field an all pro team. And the reason why I mention this is, you know, I kept getting tweets about Adamic and Sue, and my first instinct is why. And my second instinct was why. And my third instinct was no. Because the Jets, the Jets defensive line is a position of strength. You have guys there with Wilkerson, Harrison, and Sheldon. You don't need to add to that. And, and not only that, Joe, they're, they're going to make significant money. So with that, there's no reason to – you know what I mean? You have, it's a position of strength. It's, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's a lot of money that's already allocated to it. The Dominic and Sue makes absolutely no sense whatsoever to put that money towards him. Yeah, and that's that's the same thing I thought when I got those tweets. I was wondering, you know, is Sue going to play offensive line? Can he stop a pass rusher? Is Sue going to, you know, can he play corner two? Can he play safety? I mean, what else can he do? <laughs> because we're, we're stocked at defensive linemen, and there's no reason that, that we have to have them. And that's, that's something I think that, you know, some fans may look at just stockpiling the biggest name or, you know, the, the big name free agent guy, and we don't necessarily need that. We have so many holes that we need to fill. There's no, no reason to allocate money to get Sue. Um, we just have other stuff we need to do. So there's there's no reason to pick them up, and you're completely right as well. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not about not spending the money. I'm I'm wanting to spend money. It's about the player. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Dominican Sue is not a good fit for the New York Jets, and that's just the way it is. So we'll go to our first caller here. This is Joe and Tyson. Let's talk Jets. Who are we talking to? I hear him. Is he there? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's a little nervous. I'm not sure who we're talking to, Joe. I think he's probably adjusting to either Skype or the headset. Yeah. Guess. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
But yeah, we'll, we'll put him back on hold, Joe. Well, see if he can get himself set up, and then. Uh, but you know, the other thing too is, you know, a guy like Demarco Murray is another name that we're getting tweets mm-hmm. about. And for me, he's another guy that it's just like it doesn't make any sense. It's like I get it. He's one of the best running backs in football. But the amount of money he's going to command for the position that he plays, for me personally, it's another guy I wouldn't want. I, I, I'd i be happy with Ivory and an Antoine Smith, a Halu, an explosive draft pick. DeMarco Murray's another guy that makes no sense for me. Yeah, he doesn't, I mean, he makes sense, like like you said, because he's a solid running back. Same, I, I'm getting the same tweet about Adrian Peterson. You know, why Why don't we go after him? He's going to be a free agent as well. That's too much money to one player. The, the money that they're going to demand, I believe, again, that we need to fill other holes in this team. So with all that money that we could take and get this one, you know, pretty good solid running back or really good running back, one of the better running backs in the league, if we're talking about AP or DeMarco, we can go other places and fill other holes, and it's just not necessary. We don't have to necessarily have the big name free agent. Um, I think a lot of fans, especially Jets fans, really get, you know, really get kind of blown back by that. They want to get the big name guy, but it's like, listen, uh, we see the Redskins trying to do that every year. <laughs> We've seen them do that before, and I learned from history. You don't always have to have the big name guy make the big splashes of free agent free agency to win in this league. You have to fill holes and you have to have guys that know how to play their roles, especially depth guys as well. Um, so, you know, we just we just have to be smart with how we're spending money, um, especially in the situation that we're in. And uh, we just got to move forward and just make smart decisions in the draft as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And the thing is, like you said, like you learn from the Redskins, the Buccaneers, just because you mm-hmm. win the free agency game doesn't mean you're going to win football games. You know what I'm saying? No. So it's it, it's just, you know, you want to get players. And, and my, my argument, too, is the money you give to a Sioux or even, say, a DeMarco Murray, that could be two other starters somewhere else. Like you can get a Jason Worlds and a Devin McCourty for the price of, of a Sioux. You know what I mean? And those are guys that can address things now. And then, you know, the take with running backs is that, for me, you know, minus the top of the line guy, I mean, like, it could be a DeMarco Murray or something like that. For me personally, they're not worth big money. I, I think they're a dime a dozen at this point. Running games aren't, you know, if you can get what you can out of Ivory and somebody else, that's enough to win in this league. You know what I mean? So, from, from there, I, I, I would just go with that. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I don't, from my take on running backs is that, you know, I don't spend big money on them. Yeah, and that's the same way that I feel. Running backs are kind of a dime a dozen type thing, especially with some of the backs that we have uh, coming out in this draft. Uh, and I don't necessarily, like I said before, and like I like I just said a couple of minutes ago, we don't have to go after the big name running back. Uh, you can draft a guy, bring him in, get the same thing out of him. You can pay, like we said, Anton Smith, Roy Hallou, and get some of the same things out of him. We already have Ivory. Uh, we got Richardson, who was a guy that we ha- we signed to the practice squad that we're hopefully will be in a, a position this year where he might be pushing for the starting position or at least a number two running back. That's the guy I'm really excited about and seeing what he could give us because I really felt like he got bumped out last year uh, because of Ivory and Bilal, you know, making the team doing as well no, as they did. But he definitely yeah, – go ahead. Okay. No, I, I completely agree with you, man. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what we get out of him. I'm, I'm really, I really want to see what he does for the season, if he can stay healthy. Um, I think he can make a big impact as well, and we don't have, we didn't have to give him you know a ton of money to come in here, and he's gonna I think he's gonna be a very solid back. And with this being said, we got our first guest on the line, and this this guy is a Twitter legend. He is always sharing great Jets information from Ireland. Actually, this is our good friend Biff. Biff, this is Joe and Tyson. What's up, man? Hi guys, great to be on. Hey. Um, I want to talk a bit about uh, Revis coming to the Jets. Fire at it. Okay. 
Biff? <laughs> do you want to talk about them? Do you want them or you don't want them? <laughs> I think he's break. I think Hello. he's breaking up, man. Yeah, get Biff. We're here now. Yeah. Good. Fire away. Oh, great. Um, I want to talk to you about the Reavers to the Jets. Or the talk about Reavers coming to the Jets or the Bills or staying put. Um, frankly, I don't want them near the Jets. Um, I think they could do it putting the money elsewhere, like Cromarty, uh, bringing in Screener or Flowery. I, I would tend I would tend to agree with you, Biff. I mean, I think Joe and I both mm-hmm. last week were saying that you know we're kind of we're kind of off the Revis train at this point, where it's like you know that money could be better spent elsewhere. It's, it's crazy to say, but I think he's going to want fifteen, sixteen million per year, and then that, that money can be for two more players. I mean, Revis is thirty years going to be turning thirty years old. I mean, Joe, what do you think? That's just exact exact same thing that I believe. Um, I think that there's other things that we could actually we could actually address the cornerback situation better, uh, signing maybe a Kareem Jackson and a Cromartie as well, or maybe even a Walter Thurman and a Cromartie with the money that we would give Reeves. Um, I think he's a talented corner. I think he's one of the better corners in the league. I think he's the best corner in the league. Um, but I think the, the price that he demands um, is just way too much. Like like I spoke about last, uh, last show, he's going to demand north of probably $15 million. And he's gonna to go to the highest bidder, and um, I just I just don't think that that benefits us at this point. I really don't. Um, even if we don't go after the cornerback position, uh, we could take that money and go elsewhere and spend it on a team. Like I, like I talked about as well uh, with the offensive line, uh, we need help there. We need help in the secondary. Our linebacking core is thin as well. Uh, we also have guys that we have to resign that are coming up. I spoke about Sheldon Richardson. Um, we could also use that money to benefit the future as well. Uh, you know, next year. What about 2016? What about 2017? You know, don't don't be so short-sighted. Uh, uh, certain fans are very short-sighted about how how we deal with this cap. It's just not this year. It's next year and the year after that as well. You gotta you gotta build to sustain um, here. So so Brevis is just not the player. I mean, he's he's the player that we need. He's a great corner, but he's he's not gonna come in at the price that we need to pay to make this team good. Because once again, he's one man. That's it. He's just one guy. So, yeah, he could shut down one side of the field, but let me tell you something. Once somebody else goes to the other side of the field, there's nothing he could do about that. <laughs> if somebody wants to go deep against these safeties that we have, when you you might be starting Calvin Pryor, when you could have went out and got somebody else or, you know, have taken another shot somewhere else, then that's going to be that's gonna be on us. And I just don't think that we necessarily need to, to deal with that right now. We need to, like I said, spend wisely, draft wisely, and just be smart about what we're doing in free agency. Exactly. Um, who do you want the Jets to target? Their number one target in free agency. Well, it depends. My 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 thing is that, uh, and thank you again for calling this. My thing is that I, I look at things kind of differently. I'm thinking corner. I think we should target Antonio Cromartie, hands down. I don't even think it's a question. Um, do I think we're going to get him for three to four million? Possibly. I know he has a chip on his shoulder because of how we got rid of him last time. Um, I think that was dealt with incorrectly by the last regime. But, you know, it's, it's water under the bridge. This is a brand-new coach, a uh, brand-new front office as well. So maybe maybe that will work in our favor. Uh, but Tomardi is definitely somebody I think is number one on our list. And I think after that, you got to talk about possibly getting an offensive lineman. Ayupati is a guy that I'm, I'm big on. Uh, Panda was on. When he was on, he talked about it as well, and we both agree with that. Um, so those are kind of things that I'm looking to feel right there is Ayupati, 
uh, well, Kamardi first, and then Ayupati probably second. Um, everything okay. else, I think. Go ahead. I'm also, Go ahead. I'm watching Rashim Moore. Please ask me. Yeah, that's Rahim my Moore, guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, and, dude, and, and, and yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, good. yeah, I, I, and, yeah, I, I, I like Raheem Moore. I think he, I think he's a solid free safety. But as I spoke about before, Antonio Allen is a guy that I believe can get it done back there. Oh, here we go. Free, yeah, go ahead. Hate, hate me, hate me, Tyson, but I'm, I'm about to bring it to you. Antonio Allen is a guy that I think can do all those things. I think that he hasn't been given a a. Uh, I, I don't think he's been given a consistent chance to be that free safety. He was moved around. The guy played corner. He's never played corner in his life. Rex had him at corner, and he did way better than I think any of us thought he would do. I know he did better than I thought he would do because I talked about the fact I didn't think he was going to do well at all at corner. And he, hey, Joe, he here, here, Joe, Joe, how about you meet me at this? How about you do this? I'll, I'll give you your Antonio Allen. How about we bring in a McCourty or Raheem Moore to – to mentor him and coach him and actually play while he continues to learn. How about that idea? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is that I don't think you have to do that because we he's shown flashes. He was playing well at, at one point. He had a stretch where he, he, he was coming in Gronk and helped us to win that Patriot game and ran back uh, an interception for a touchdown. And he was doing things well, and then all of a sudden he was on the bench for no reason. And then Ed Reed was brought in. And then we never heard from him again. And then this year, he's moved from safety to corner, to back to safety, and all over the place. Then he sat on the bench again. You have to, you have to allow, allow him to be able to produce uh, to see what you're going to get out of him. Do I like Raheem Moore? Do I like Devin McCourty? Absolutely. Those are pretty solid safeties. But I think that we have, we have what we need here uh, to, to, you know, move forward. Hey, Biff, I got a question. If I got a, I got a question for you, man. Before before we go to your before you go to your next question is, how'd you become a Jets fan, man? Uh, well, back in, back in the nineties, it was very hard to see the NFL over here because it was always there was never any early games. It was always twelve o'clock, one o'clock in the morning on Channel Four. So I got very hard to see it, and I don't know what it was. It just the Jets clicked at me. I don't know if it was the Irish New York connection or what, or the green and white, but it just clicked at me. Awesome. And so, how do you get most of your information? Is it through like like the the blogs and ESPN things like that? Um, to be honest, through, mostly through Twitter. Yeah. And um, oh, yeah. just going from site to site, keeping an eye on things, Bleacher Report. Awesome. Now, who's do you have a do you like? Are there are there players that are marketed over there for the Jets? Is it Wilkerson or are there, are there any Jets marketed over there? <laughs> well, well, well. To be honest, um, it's very mixed over here. You have uh, a lot of Pat fans in this country, which is okay. sucks. Um, you have a lot of Steelers fans, a lot of Ravens fans. Um, but to be honest. <laughs> It, it's very mixed when it comes to Jet players. Like an awful lot of Jet fans are basically love the old guys like Klecko and so on. Um, when it comes to the new guys, it's more or less Wilkerson, Richardson. It's and an awful lot of it's on the defense. 
Good though. Maybe we all like to. So, dude, what is your take? What is your take on the quarterback position? Are you like a a Geno fan? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna say you're a Geno fan. Are you a Geno well, believer, or are you looking for somebody else? I wouldn't say that, but um, I think he was thrown into the deep end in year one. He 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 was he he shouldn't have started, and um, he was the type of guy that needed to sit for a year, maybe two years, learn. But um, what happened happened. Um, am I a believer? Uh, not really. But if you look at free agency, there's not really much there. If you bring in Mallet, is he going to get destroyed behind that offensive line? Because he can't even move. Um, if you look in the draft, is one of the top two QBs going to drop to number six? Are the Jets actually going to pick at number six? Nobody knows at the moment. Um, still, if Mariota gets drafted by the Jets, he he needs to sit. Even behind. Yeah, um, you think Gino's going to be the star? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Is he there? Uh, I think he is. You hear me, Joe, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Is he on? The, Biff, are you still on there or no? Are you? Still having a. Wonder if he, wonder if it broke out. You can hear me, Joe, right? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you just fine. Maybe he just dropped. Yeah. Dropped. Okay, we'll put him. We'll put it back on so, hold if he comes back in. Well, we're gonna bring back yeah. on. We're gonna bring on Joe. This guy. This guy right here. This next caller is a. He is a Twitter legend from the UK. This guy had, brings it all. I mean, if you and he was nice enough to help us out and develop our intro song too. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Slim. Okay. How we doing, Jack? What's up, Slim? Right? Hey, what's I'm up, doing man? Good. Got a chance to chat with you again, eh? <laughs> what's up, man? How we doing, Joe? All right. Hey, it's going. How's it going? How's it going, Slim? How you doing? All good, mate. All good. Listen, the reason I'm phoning, I've all got a wee chance to chat with you is about this Rivas nonsense. <laughs> uh, the forty million cap that they've got to play around with, which is wicked for our GM. He's got plenty of money to play with. Um, this this Rivas nonsense. Why is he going to go and waste fifteen million plus on, on on a guy that gave us nothing but grief when he was here before? Hold out after hold out. The guy's just a sucker. Leave him and leave him in Boston, rubbing. Brady's ring, the, the the tainted ring that they've got, keep them there. You've got Camarity, who who is back fit again and was playing pretty sweet for the Cardinals. He's had to come out in the press and said, can I want to be back? He already knows uh, our, our new head coach's system and how he likes playing. Let's go and get the guy. Ken, on, on, on a friendly deal for him and for the, for the Jets. They've got bigger and better things to be to, to be wasting our money on than throwing fifteen million pounds at a guy that all I can see is the dollar signs behind his eyes. The guy's a joke. You've, you've, got, you've got Mo Wilkerson. Let's get this. Let's get the studs tied up. Let's keep these people here. You know, you've got and another thing. I, I, I would like you to come back to me on right. You've got. Have a look at the cowgirls this season. They built up their offensive line. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And look how well Roma was able to play inside a solid pocket. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an area I would like us to seriously address. Now, I'm not too clued up on who we can bring in, maybe you guys, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, tell us how you really feel about Rebus, man. The guy's a sucker, like. But, you know, you know what, Slim, we both agree with you, actually. We talked about it last week a little bit, where it's like you can get a lot more value, a younger player for less money, and you can almost get two quality players for the price of Rebus, especially guys turning 30 years old. So, you know, for me, I agree with you. I mean, Wilkerson's a priority. Get him re-signed. Get Damon Harrison re-signed. Keep, keep your own that you value. And then look on it. And, you know, we've mentioned a couple of guys. I mean, I, mean, I think the offensive line has to be a priority. It has to be. Because once you do that, you can effectively run the ball. You can hide a young quarterback. You can hide a quarterback that's struggling. I mean, Joe, don't you think offensive line has got to be a priority if you want to establish anything and help a young quarterback? Said this from the very, and thank you again for calling in, Slim. I said this from the very beginning. Uh, that's exactly what we should do in the draft. Um, if, if we can't, if we can't sign an IU potty, even if he if he demands too much money, that's fine because I believe that this draft is stocked with offensive linemen, and I think at our position, we're number six. Uh, one of those quarterbacks can slide. There's going to be some stupid team that is going to be willing to to you know mortgage their future to see if they can get a Winston or a Mariota. So we can be able to not only trade down and still get, a, get, still get quality offensive linemen in this draft, we can also trade down and stockpile those picks for next year's draft, or maybe even this year's draft as well if they, if they give us stuff. Uh, Brandon Sheridan, yeah. Andy, Andy Pete, Laurel Collins, uh, TJ Clemens, Eric Flowers from Miami, these are guys that I want on this team, especially out there at right tackle. Uh, there are some guards in, in this in this draft as well that I think are extremely solid that I think will do well here. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think that we have to address our offensive line because whoever's back there at quarterback next year, whether it be Bradford, if we end up get with him or whoever, if it's Geno again, whatever, they're going to be below. You know, we don't really know what they're going to get out of them. They're not going to be like huge franchise quarterbacks. So we have to protect them. Um, and we, we have to surround them with talent so that we can overcome their lack of talent themselves from the quarterback position, you know, arm strength or accuracy or whatever else. So if we surround them with guys that can get the job done, that can push our offense forward, and then we can, like, you know, struggle points like we or score points like we've been struggling to do, you know, these past couple of years. And our defense still is going to play solid. So we can play that complimentary football that Todd both talked about. Yeah. Yeah, both sides of the ball, totally. So what about mm. so we've addressed offensive line there, right? 
What about mm. your, the, the weapons for for our quarterback? You've got Harvin. I, I, I say we go um and try and work out uh, uh, again uh, a friendly deal for the Jets and uh, and for the for the guy as well. There's no way we're going to pay him ten million. Mm. Can I see that happening? Try and try, try, try and go to the guy and see if we drop a couple of million. You fancy maybe sniffing around a a a, a Demarius? Yeah, get get the the, the link up with Decker. So it's supposed to have been happening because we've had this uh, this commercial show that they were doing before the Super Bowl when he was sniffing about him for the Jets. Can you see us going for something like that? Well, you know the cool thing about the cool thing about Harvin is the Jets have all the leverage in terms of his contract, and the reason why I say that is they have till March 19th to make a decision on him, and that's pivotal because March 10th free agency opens, so the Jets could almost shop around and say, "Can we land Demarius Thomas? Can we get Randall Cobb? Who can we get?" And if they can't get any of those guys, if those guys sign fast, they can come back to Percy and say, "Yes, we're going to keep you, or let's try to restructure." But they they hold all the leverage now. And I didn't know that last week. That's something that came out recently. So for me, you know, uh, like you guys, I hate paying him $10.5 million. I hate giving him the fourth round pick as well, to be honest with you. But if we have to, I wouldn't mind him at a cheaper deal. And he may be, Joe, he may be willing to do this just because, you know what, the Jets can say, listen, we're going to wait till the 19th. He's going to miss out himself on all those paydays, waiting nine days while all the other teams could shop for players. Yeah, I don't, cool. I don't, yeah, I, I don't necessarily believe that that's true. Um, I don't think Dez makes it out of the building. I don't think Demaris is going to make it. I don't think Demaris is going to leave the Broncos either. I think that just leaves Cobb, and I think that there's a lot of doors that are open for him. Um, I don't like the franchise tag on him. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe in paying Harvin ten million. Everyone knows I don't like that. I don't like the deal. But again, like I said before, we don't have any leverage. I, I think that people are consistently talking about getting rid of him. That, that's cool. But do you remember before we got him, we, he, we didn't start the season with him. So I remember the offense before him, and I remember how terrible it looked. I remember if you want to get rid of a guy, we should be talking about getting rid of Eric Decker because we overpaid him, and don't nobody have a no, problem with did. that. Oh, come, no, we oh, did we, not. Nah, I'm not. Yeah, nah, $7 million. Let, let me tell you something. Look, look if we, we could have been able to get a Decker in the event. In fact, over and above that, how, how, how delighted am I that we now have got rid of that idiot that was play calling on the offensive side of the ball for us. Total, did, just had no clue what he was doing. Red zone was just a disgrace for us last season. All due to his play calling. Marty Morningwood, another sucker that should never, <laughs> ever, ever be allowed anywhere near MetLife ever again. Like, Yeah, and I agree. Marty Morningwood had some terrible did have some terrible play calls, and he, he was a sucker, like you said. But at the end of the day, when I was speaking about with Hart, with uh, Decker as well, because I think we jumped at Decker, and we could have had better receivers had we had we have not given that money to Decker. We could have got Deshaun Jackson for the same money that we gave Decker. That's why I'm saying because there was oh no, there was other receivers out there that I believe that were better than Decker that we could have got in for the same number, if not just a slight bit more. There were guys out there. Emmanuel Sanders was out there. Golden Tate was out there. Those guys produced. And I'm not, and I don't, I'm not hating on Decker. I'm just telling the truth. The fact is, is this: we're paying Harvin ten million dollars. If we cut him, I, I think that he'll go somewhere else and he'll demand that money too. He's not going to come back. Well, That's so, why we so, traded for him because the so Seahawks are going to cut him. Go ahead. Right. So, 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 was Decker and Harvin no an upgrade on the offensive weapons that we had the season before? 
Oh, they were absolutely an upgrade, but they weren't. There were better guys out there that we could have gave that money to, I believe. Like I said, Deshaun Jackson, if you would have brought in Deshaun Jackson, uh, you would have got the same thing you got out of Harvin, and you would have paid him less. Um, you could have got Golden Tate or Emmanuel Sanders instead of jumping at Decker. But, the, again, that was with John Isaac. John Isaac didn't know how to do things. He didn't know how to cap deals, but facts are facts. So my thing with Harvin is, yes, we're paying him $10 million. Yes, we are, but his contract is not guaranteed either. So if he does something stupid or he gets hurt, we can cut him and walk away and not owe anybody anything. There's positives to his deal we need to start looking at. If we cut him, uh, then our offense goes back to what it was before we, before we got him at the start of the season. And it looked terrible. It was terrible. I think, you also, I think you also have to factor in our quarterback position. People are acting like, okay, we could just get rid of Harvin and then not pay him $10 million and then go do whatever. We don't have – a franchise quarterback right now. If you're trusting Geno with the flashes and all that stuff, you can't do that. Quarterbacks like Geno, quarterbacks like, you know, like, like Mike Vick right now where he is uh, with, with his talent level right now, uh, you have to surround them with guys that can get open and that are talented enough to break down defenses. And whether you want to pay Harvard or not, he's that guy. He's a guy that can get yeah, open. Just like Deshaun. Yeah, just like Deshaun Jackson. If you watch Deshaun Jackson in Washington, it does not matter who the quarterback is. He's getting open enough to where my grandmother could throw the ball to him. That's how open he's getting. He's running those type of routes. He's outrunning guys. So that's what Harvin is for this offense. If you take him off the yeah, field. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, yeah. I, 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 want us, I want us to work something out with him. I, I, I would rather he stays on, on, on a, a roster rather than releasing him. And, and freeing up the what is it the six round pick for him, I, I would rather pay the, the what six seven mil for him uh, and give up the, the the fourth round and keep him because he mm. has got that breakneck speed that, that, that busts open holes. He does. He's got that as long as he can stay fit and we can hug him together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Slim, Slim, what is your take? We were talking about Chris Johnson earlier. The Jets have about nine days before he's yeah, due. <laughs> the production we got out of him was next to nothing last season. I think it was one game, one game he looked, he looked the business, he looked like the old CJ. Nah, nah, they, they didn't get any. Uh, uh, tell me, are we going to be sad if we see him going, getting released? I don't think so. I don't think no, so. No, I'm already, I was... If you were talking about Ivory, Ivory was a beast for us. No, I, I agree. I think the thing with Ivory is you need to have a complimentary back behind him that can be explosive, catch the ball at the backfield. Like we mentioned like Roy Hulu, Anton Smith, Shane Vereen. I could see a CJ Spiller yeah. if you want to, but a guy like that. Slim, I have a better question for you. Are there any Jet players you do like? You you've pretty much ripped half of them, I think, by now. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. See, but no, I took the, the ones that I, I don't think produced for us, definitely. Sheldon Richardson. Absolute monster for us. More monster for us. I do think Decker was all right last season. Look at what he was giving us at the tail end of the season. You know what yep. I mean? Uh, Harvin, when he was fit, looked the business. Yeah? The, the, the big fairy in, in, in the middle for us, the Viking, uh, on the offensive line, absolutely outstanding the whole season. You know, so I, I, I don't think it's as bad as what everybody's making out. We have a solid base. We just need to fill the gaps. Our secondary, definitely. Remember, remember the season when, when 
the holdout sucker left us and the Bindum away and Camarity stepped up to the plate. He'd done this uh, I can't remember what he called it. Ken the camp but he took all the second days away with him and got them all fit. He, he, he became a leader. He, he looked at business. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Then the, the, the season just before he left, he, he, he left for the Cardinals, he was carrying an injury. And you could clearly see he was carrying an injury. Bring him back. Get Crow back in. I mean, there's there's a lot of people. I mean, we talked about Crow last week, where you know Antonio Camardi has value because he knows Todd Bowles' system. He knows New York. He's a you know he's, he's a Pro Bowl caliber corner. He's a he's a complimentary yeah, player. I mean, he's a. Bring the, the the young team under his wing and and calm them down. You know, bring bring their game on. I I, I think it's a win-win, definitely. Who do you want? Who do you want to be your starting quarterback in 2015? <sighs> oh man! Do you want to sip your Do you want to sip your beer first? <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, I've got a Jameson's in my hand at the moment, big man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who, who's out there? Ken, you, you just kind of go and pick quarterbacks off a tree. You know what I mean? They've got Gino and. Gino's so hot and cold, it's unbelievable. Look at what he, he, he threw that pick and the, against the, the, the fans in that last game, and, and then and then he blew them away. He blew them away. So you get that off him, and then you get the games where he, he, he just melts. He's definitely... Uh, unless he can get rid of the, 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 the hot and cold and, and can be consistently all right, then... He he can't be our franchise quarterback going going forward, but who else is out there? I mean, would you consider? Would you consider? Would you want? Would you want like a Bradford? Would you want a Glennon? Would you want to trade for a Glennon? Like who? Is there any veteran of Hoyer? Any guys like that? Straight up, Tyson. I I, I really don't have the answer for that. Like it. You're the man. You're the man of the people, man. Come on, you have all the answers. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, well, unless, nah, man. Honestly, seriously, I've no, I've no got an answer for you for that. I really don't. Yeah. Who would you bring in? Who would you bring in? I've got a flip it on the two years. Who would you bring in? Joe, you could start, man. Yeah, I would definitely bring in uh, Sam Bradford. That would be my guy. I would bring him and in, why? and because I think that he's a solid quarterback. I think he's shown flashes. I think he has an arm. Um, I think he survived Schottenheimer's crappy offense that was there as well and still was able to produce and put up some numbers. I just think he's, he's, he made a glass. You have to put an offensive line in front of him. So if we build an offensive line that's solid and doesn't get him blasted, I think that he could be an actual starter for us, like a real starter, a top maybe maybe 20, cracking maybe 15 top quarterback 
a guy that's a game manager that's not going to do something stupid. So I, I think that Sam Bradford would be – Sam Bradford and Colt McCoy uh, right behind him would probably be one the better the better option for us at quarterback. Right, so this will be – you're probably saying, who'd you hang? I'm I'm in the same boat. I think if you can protect Bradford, given the weapons that we have, I mean, including Harvin, Ivory, Decker, I mean, you surround him with that kind of talent and give him time to actually throw the ball, which he didn't have. And I mean, he didn't have protection in St. Louis. It didn't have many valuable, consistent receivers either. So mm-hmm. I, I'm in the same boat. I like a Bradford. You can make you know what a, a guy like Ryan Mallett's interesting because he's going to come cheap and he's unproven. He's an unknown. But an unknown could be a good thing. He could be a player, and we're not going to pay a lot for him. So I'm not opposed to him and a competition. You know, in terms of, of drafting one, I don't think Winston or Mariota are going to be available at six. I'm, I just don't think they will be. And after that, it's a crapshoot. You have no idea what you're getting after that. So I'm not opposed. I mean, Bradford's high on my list. You know, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not ideal. And I think there's an outside chance that we're going to be having the same question next year as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, listen, gents, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. You've probably got loads and loads of other callers coming in. Thanks very much for all that you do. Your show's amazing. I'm loving the interviews that you're getting at the moment. Uh, and the effort that you've put in is, uh, is very much appreciated. Eh? So peace to the both of you and uh, go Jets. Eh? Thank you, Slim. All right, thanks for calling take in. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye, Slim. He is one of my – for everybody that's listening to our show, please follow Slim. This guy is outstanding. Yeah. He always has good tapes. It's uh, at Jet Slim, S-L-I-M. This guy, he's a good guy, and he is passionate. Joe, we would have rants. He would rip Morningweg almost every week. And if we didn't cover him for more than two minutes on the show, he would he would tweet me or text me and be like, how are you not ripping Morningweg more? He had – it was just comical. Like, And if we tore Morningweg, he'd be like, no, that's not good enough. He, he was just – he's a great Jets fan in the UK and always a blast to talk to. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, he's hit me up. We've gone back and forth as well and talked about different things. Very passionate, very knowledgeable, knowledgeable Jets fan. Yeah, he's a great guy. Hey, do you do you do you think he hates Revis or what? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I think we have. I mean, we kind of have the same outlook on him. Uh, I think he he might dislike him a lot more than I actually do. Uh, I just I just just like you know the the, the money aspect of him, but. Yeah, we have pretty much the same outlook on Revis. All right, we're going to bring on our next caller. This is another guy. He's he's jumping on the scene pretty fast and furious. He writes a blog that he shared with all of us that we like. He's a he's a very knowledgeable Jet fan, a very good writer as well. This is our good friend Dave. I don't know how to say your last name, so I'm going to say Balcom and guess. Balcom's not bad. Hey, Tyson. Hey, Jay. Hey, how's up, man? it going, Dave? Yeah, thank, thanks for having me. Um, firstly, I want to say, like, um, the man of the people, the voice, Joe. I mean, I'm probably one of your immediate followers when it comes to um, bigging you up. But, yeah, Tyson, you're still great, and I, I've got mad love for all of you guys. Hey, thank you, man. You are excellent, and you, you, you're you an excellent writer, dude. You really, really are. Your blog is awesome. Thanks, man. The other thing I wanted to say was, oh, Slim, what a guy. How many times could you hear him say nonsense, Boston, and sucker over and over again? I swear <laughs> to God. What a guy. Oh, yeah, and poor Biff, poor Biff. Not really a good um, Skype advert for him. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on, Dave? What do you want to talk about today? Um, what do I want to talk about? I, I think I want to talk about um, this whole C.J. Johnson situation first. What I think yep. is C.J., but not Johnson. I say Spiller. Mm. So okay, why? 
Yeah, so I think Johnson, in terms of, number one, you've got his, bo- his bonus coming up. I just don't think that's worth paying. We're, we're all about money at the moment. I don't think it's worth paying. I was excited last year when Johnson came around and we had that whole new thing, you know, CJ2K. Nah, that's gone. We have a solid running back core already with Ivory. I say we back that up with another one, take the pressure off the QB, whoever it's going to be, and then um, go from there. Anton Smith, a cheap choice if he's healthy, but um, yeah. Okay, so you just think that we should just let Chris Johnson go and probably go after Anton Smith. Is there anyone else that you would probably look at seeing us go after? What do you think about DeMar- DeMarco Murray? Uh, well, DeMarco Murray, I mean, one of my best friends is a big big Cowboys fan, and um, mm-hmm. me and him, obviously the Jets season finished a lot earlier, so I was a massive Murray fan as soon as it hit playoffs. And um, I, I was I was Cowboys all the way. I was, I was hoping they were going to win the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. Whenever, whenever it was going to be um, an old school thing, I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, Murray, Murray's a great guy. Whether we can get hold of him, how much he's going to cost, I don't know. But um, I think there is some other options. Let Murray go to someone who wants to pay the buck. Yeah, and that's that's the same exact thing that I believe. Uh, I believe that Demarco is going to kind of cost us a little bit too much, and I think we can take that money and allocate it other places. So yeah, I, I I do think that going with Anton Smith, like you spoke of, or even Roy Hallou, like I've mentioned a couple times. I think that yeah. would be a smart choice. What do you think, Tyson? No, I agree. I agree with both of them. Dave, my question for you is this. C.J. Spiller is an interesting name. He's a flashy name because he had success under Chan Gailey in Buffalo. If you do try to bring him in, what kind of, what kind of money are you going to offer him? Yeah, yeah good, good question. I mean, uh, either way, there's lots of things that we've been talking. Offensive line. Wide receivers, we you know we're all about money. So whether we bring in another idea of how much we're going to pay out for a running back, I'm not sure. I mean, we need to we need to tie him down or someone down to a two year, you know, some something that's going to give us a bit of length going forward. Because if we're going to use up all of our cap space, we need to get some time on the end of that as well. None of these year rolling contracts like the issue with Harvin. If we're going to offer him some money, I mean, I wouldn't say anything more than five five per time. But yep. what do you guys think? No, that's and that's exactly what the range I was thinking. That's why when we mention guys like Roy Hallou and Anton Smith, you're getting value for the buck with those guys. You're not going to break the bank for them, and they're going to be. You know, Shane Marine's going to cost you some money. I think Demarco Murray is completely out of the ballpark for my for my liking. But you know, what is your take on like a biggest priority for the free agency? Like we've mentioned, offensive line, linebacker, secondary, safety. Is there a position that you want to be immediately addressed? Well, yeah. I mean, I was I was glad um, I was glad the offensive line was brought up because that is right. Our main issue, probably, I will t- you know, is QB. I, re- I recently wrote about Gino, and we need we need to obviously find a franchise QB. We've been rolling around with all these people we think is going to be great, and they've ended up being being trash and um, and shipped off. But I think we do we do need we do need we do need a quarterback. But we need to have a good offensive line that's going to hold him because likelihood is it's going to be Gino who's going to be rocky and worried about his third year or it's going to be potentially a rookie or a veteran who's um, been thrown around with everyone else as a, as a second choice. Okay, so, so Dave, who do you think we should bring in then as, as our quarterback? Do you think we should go after somebody outside or draft? I'm, I'm, I'm Team Gino as it, as it ca- carries on. I mean, I think there's lots to talk about Morata getting picked at six. But wait, I, time I, out, I time out, time out. Dave, time out. Dave, time, did you just <laughs> leave it? I, maybe, maybe it's your accent, but I could have swore you said Team Gino. Team Gino. <laughs> oh, Ooh. I think I stole my chair. <laughs> let, me, let me explain, let me explain. Okay. He, yes, he's hot and cold. Yes, he's been, you know, 
we, you know, so much been right around, but the guy has a solid, solid backbone. Every single thing that we've thrown at him, he's kind of taken on his chin. Yeah, maybe thrown a pick afterwards, but he's taken it on his chin, and then he's kind of, he's rolled with it. He's never had a decent coordinator to go with. I mean, how, how many times do I have to bring out Martin Mornemuth? I thought Slim slayed in earlier. So we are finally have a... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Decent, decent core of, you know, core of um, staff. Both I'm really positive on. And to be honest, I just think it's someone that can bring him out. Chang Ailey, we know what he can do with, with what's the word, unthought of QBs or people who think, you know, think they're trash already. But I just think we need to give him one more year, maybe have a backup, and then we can go from there. Well, my thing about that is, uh, Dave, is that I, I, I don't trust Gino at all. Um, I think that Gino's problems are just <laughs> inconsistencies. Like we said, he's really hot and cold, hot and cold. He's just far too inconsistent. Um, you know, we've seen Gino play well, and then we've seen him, you know, without targets, seen him play okay, and then he gets his targets. He finally gets Harvin. He finally gets all his stuff, and we see him forcing the ball. Uh, a lot of a lot of people like to talk about our offensive play calling. I, I said it a couple shows ago. It's a, it was some bad play calling there every now and then, but it was a lot of bad Gino. Gino does make a lot of mistakes and a lot of turnovers. I think that we need to start looking in a different direction. Um, I also think we need to start actually making him compete for the spot. You can argue that Gino never has actually solidly won the quarterback position. There wasn't, there wasn't really a quarterback competition when Mark was here, and there was never really a competition when Vic was here either. Gino pretty, got, pretty much got most of the snaps when Vic was here, and it would have took a miracle for Vic to even win the spot. And Mark was put in front of a third-string offensive line and pretty much got blasted and got injured. And, you know, I honestly believe that that season, if, if Mark would have been able to finish preseason, I don't think he would have been able to say solidly that Geno would have won uh, that quarterback competition either. So uh, I think we need to start looking in the different places. As I said before, Sam Bradford is a guy that I would definitely think we should we should bring in and start having de- uh, a quarterback competition, a legit quarterback competition, uh, to you know see where Geno goes. But that's that's I, I understand where you're coming from. I understand you want to see Geno, you know see him succeed and see what he can do at a Chan Gailey. But I just, I just don't believe in Gino anymore. Um, what, what, another question I wanted to ask you um, was, you know, just about the NFL in, 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 your, in your area. How do, how do you see the growth coming? Is it growing more? Is it, is it, are more, fan, more people becoming fans? It, it's, it's just going off the chain. I mean, we all know the International Series comes over to the UK, and, yes, that carries with it its own discussion. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Here, we are absolutely loving it. We're getting two games to begin with. Now it's three. I respectively say three is enough. And it, it gives us a chance to all, all get a look in on the NFL. But every year it's come by, it's just growing, growing, and growing. 
I told myself I'm going to go every year no matter who plays. Last year, as soon as the Jets popped up, I was I was working on what I was doing. I just stopped. Everyone was looking at me saying like, you know, come on, do some work. But I was just I was just tweeting like mad. I was going crazy. The Jets were coming to London. Mm-hmm. Now the, the question I have for you is, what um. Do you have favorite players? Are there players marketed over there? We're curious to see, like, you know, you always know, like, the Tom Brady's, all these big names, but are there any Jets yep. players marketed over there at all? I'd love to say that there is, but no, there's not really. Like, all, all the jerseys and stuff that come over here, it's always, like, the one person. Like, I think, ironically, I think Smith was the only jersey that um, Nike and stuff were selling over here. But um, but no, but maybe post, post-International Series, post the Miami game, Jets may have a, a bigger fan base, or at least I'll be someone to help push that. Now, you, you started a blog, which is, you know, I recommend everybody follows Dave and listen, checks his blog out because it's very good, and you brought up some interesting points, and you had an interesting take on Mariota, that if Mariota was available, the quarterback from Oregon, that you, would, you weren't too keen mm-hmm. on him, and explain to us why. Well, yeah, well, granted, we did have a discussion after this, and I, I never did consider the fact that maybe we could take in all three quarterbacks, a veteran, and Mariota, and keep in Gino. But to be honest, I just think it's, I just think it's a waste for that sort of first pick. I mean, we spent so, so long, the whole year, losing. And the only light we saw in the tunnel, like I wrote, was the fact that we know we're going to get a decent pick. So we know there's so many holes in this, in this, in this team that need filling. Really, really important positions too. Yes, I understand that quarterback is important. important position but I just feel like we need to look elsewhere try and strengthen up things and like we say if we can protect the pocket maybe we can stick anyone in there we don't need someone as genius as Mariota to waste that sixth pick on yeah and see Joe this Joe my my response to Dave was you know if Mariota's mm-hmm. there I'm, I'm not opposed to taking Mariota still signing a Brian Hoyer and letting Mariota sit for a year like if we did that I wouldn't consider the sixth the sixth pick a disaster it's like you took a quarterback that you think could be the future you're not rushing him in the playing time could you sign a veteran in addition to him I, I think we could do that what's your take on that Joe yeah I, I've said the same thing about Mariota since I just I don't know I just don't like him I just think he's soft I really really do I think his frame won't stand up in the NFL taking hits I, I think he's going to be okay but mm-hmm. I think take him I think if we can get him later than six, um, I, I think that there's better quarterbacks that could be coming out next year. Um, I think that, you know, if we have a six pick and he slides down to six, I think we should trade down and get offensive linemen. Like I said, I, I don't – I just – I think that Winston's the better talent, but he's crazy. Um, so you just can't trust what he's going to do, um, which is one of the reasons that I think he'll slide. Um, I, I just I, I just wouldn't take Mariota at six. I think signing a, a veteran guy – uh, as we spoke about Hoyer, Bradford, McCoy, um, and, and, and you know, just kind of cutting all offers and training down and gaining value and getting offensive linemen, that should be our priority. I just don't think that any of those guys, if, if they're not Winston, are going to be ready, you know, or, or to play next year. I just don't. So, Dave, what is your what is your take on the new, like, Todd Bowles and Mike McCagney? I mean, if you listen to this show, I think we were ready to run Rex Ryan. Well, I was ready to run Rex Ryan out of here. And, you know, I think that, you know, John Idzik was, I think, everybody's choice to move on. What was your take on the whole front office overhaul? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was a big fan. Like, it's ironic now that we have so much cap space that we almost need, like, an Idzik person to kind of oversee it. But, no, when, when Macca was brought in, Along with Bowles, I loved it. Like we, like we had, a, we have a strong, strong guy who's looking towards scouting in Macca. Like he, you know, he's going to at least be 
a man of the people. He's gonna he's gonna be a personnel guy. He's gonna look at scouting and pick the right guys. And then we got Bowles. Like people maybe thought it was another negative thing that he's another defensive coordinator going to head coach. But I just think I just think he's just got he's got that spark in his eye that he knows he's a winner and he's um he's aggressive and he's powerful. And I, I just I just think I just think going forward it's gonna be a good mixture between the two of them. There's talk that the two of them have met along the line, and you can tell that the presser gave up no, no laughs. It was something that the Jets usually um, usually get. Someone say something silly, and we get the stick. Yeah, I mean, I was to me, you know, I know that Joe supports Rex Ryan, and you know, I, I mm-hmm. always play devil's advocate with him. But I'll tell you the one thing that was refreshing is when you watch Rex Ryan in his press conference in Buffalo, it was all this nonsense about being bullies and top and all this stuff, and it's like he's making Pizza Hut commercials. And meanwhile, Todd Bowles is sitting in his office studying film, you know, and talking about accountability and, and you know, just toughness, discipline, and that's what I want. I mean, Joe, we, I think we, we both agree that Rex is a good coach, he's a good motivator, but at times the team, the players lack accountability, the players lack discipline, and my hope is based on everything that we've read that Bowles is going to give this to this team. So I think it's a, a refreshing change. And then having a front office with an extensive scouting background, which is what we've not had in a long time, I think it is just going to really pay dividends, or hopefully it pays dividends. Um, Dave, before we let you go, man, is there any – tell everybody how they can follow your blog and how they can follow you on Twitter. Ah, uh, Tyson, I pr- appreciate it. Um, yeah, well, I, I'm currently on Twitter. I've become very active. Um, my uh, account is Dave Balcom. You, you pretty much said it right. And that's spelled B-A-L-C-O-M-P-E. And, um, yeah, the recent blog, which hopefully I'm going to – going to keep up with quite strongly with them hopefully not going to ignore my friends too much but that's jets london at wordpress.com now are you going to are you going to be going to the jets dolphins game over there oh you know i am sitting right behind the goal so if we so if if somehow joe and i find a way to get over there you better take us out for some beers right (laughs) dude how awesome would that be let's do it let's do it Hey, man. So, first of all, hey. make sure you guys follow me. Writes a great blog. And, Dave, we appreciate your time on a Saturday night calling us in and talking some Jets with us. Man, it was my pleasure. I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't do anything else. Awesome, man. Hope we can do this again soon. Totally. Just just give me the call. You got all it, man. All right, see all right, you, Dave. Later, Thanks brother. for calling in, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You know, Joe, it's interesting that, you know, it's, it's in, it, first of all, this has been great. and We'd like to thank everybody that's calling in. I know it's, it's through Skype, and, you know, it's, we're doing our best to get everybody on. And, you know, we appreciate the tweets. We appreciate the listens and everything else. And, Joe, it's mm-hmm. interesting that, you know, you, sometimes you think it's like, oh, you know, the, you know, like following Slim, like these guys have such great takes, and they don't have the same access to information that we have. I mean, we don't have Twitter and stuff like that. But, you know, I go down to the local store. I have like 17,000 newspapers writing about the Jets and stuff. Where these guys, you know, they they have to, you know, just find be real creative and get their source of information. I find it's just remarkable. Yeah, it just shows that they're digging. Um, I get tons of tweets from everyone in the UK, everyone from overseas. I want to thank you guys again for following me and tweeting me crazy like you guys do. Um, and they are serious about about their jets and and they're finding every single piece of information they could possibly can and digging through the crates to really learn the team, understand the team. And like you said, they have great takes and very interesting opinions as well. So, you know, it's always great talking to them. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, you know, the Jets-Dolphins games over there, it's like, you know, the minute it came out, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, you always see these games and you always see the stands where they're not, there's a variety of jerseys. I honestly think you're going to see a significant amount of Jets fans at that game. 
Yeah, and the fan base over there, especially at least from what I've seen with the Jets, is growing every single day. I'm hoping that we see way more uh, Jets fans than we do Dolphins fans over there because, you know, you'd be picking the right team. (laughs) So, you know, I'm hoping that our fan base continues to grow over there and we can just continue to, to gain fans and, you know, hear from different people as well. So I, I think that that would be a, you know, a good deal for us. Also, I'd like to see them, you know, just uh, just more learning the game as well. I was just – I just like the fact that every single time that, that we see games over there, if we're playing or if someone else is playing, that they definitely support as well. They come out and, um, you know, they come out in droves, and there's different fans that are going over there as well. So it's just also good to see the NFL in general growing over there as well. Joe, we have our man Biff back on the line with a great connection, so we got to get this guy from Ireland. All these U.K. guys are stealing his thunder. Now he's going to come back and just blast them. <laughs> What's up, Biff? Hi, guys. I'm back. Yeah, I have to, I'm using my mobile phone now. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, because this Skype just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was raging. I was livid when I, when I ended up losing the connection. You know, you had you had a tough call because you know it's like, and then Slim came on, and Slim was just he ripped everybody from Revis to I don't know Marty Morningwake's probably Morning his family yeah. at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I I know I know I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, I know I love Slim. Good dude, um, real good dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a real good dude. Hope you can understand the pair of us. Absolutely. Yeah, um, well, um. I sent um, a tweet there to yourself, um, Slim and Joe and a couple of others there about um, jerseys, mm-hmm. um, favorite jerseys that you own. Uh, what's yours, Tyson? My favorite jersey. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have a I have an old school Curtis Martin jersey, and I have a a Victor Green jersey. He's a safety from back in a while. I'm I'm, I'm an, I'm an yeah. old dude, so I've I've seen I've seen a lot of Jets football. So for me, it's it's Curtis Martin and Victor Green. What about you, Joe? Oh man, I got a couple of uh, throwback jerseys. I got a Joe Namath. I've got a, um, a Mark Gassino. I've got a um, who else do I have? I I think I might have a Curtis Martin jersey. Um, I have a couple of other guys too. I think Wesley Walker. I want to say as well. Um, so I've got a couple of jerseys that I like, but I definitely love my Joe Namath throwback. It's, I have the home and away version. Awesome, awesome jersey. Just yeah. great stuff. But yeah, that Victor that Victor uh that Victor Green jersey you got there, Tyson, that sounds real, real nice right now. Surprised you don't have like a uh, Aaron Glenn. <laughs> yep. I you know what you know what's I, I actually have an Aaron Glenn jersey. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man, you are going back. That that is back right there. Otis Stoudemire jersey, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, those are some of my favorite jerseys, though. What about you, Ben? Yeah, mine. Uh, mine, mine is uh, the green Dennis Bird jersey. Oh, there you go. Yeah, That's the winner I'll, of the day, I'll, right I'll, there. I, yeah. Oh no, um, I love the Dennis Bird jersey now. Um, when I'm going over to in October now to England to London to the game against Miami, that's what I'm going to be wearing. Now, but how, I have to buy me. Hard... I have to buy me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. No, I'm, I'm going to have to buy my wife a new jersey because I'm not going to be letting her into the stadium in a Reeves jersey. No. 
Now, how hard is it? How hard is it to organize a trip from from Ireland to the UK, and how hard is it to get tickets? Is it is it fairly easy to do all that, like the tickets and the whole process? Well, first of all, I went uh, when when the release today, uh, not the dates, but the Jets were going to play in Miami. I went straight on to um, look for the cheapest flights. Got my flights. Um, then we had to wait for the tickets to be. Um, come out and sell so I went and I bought my tickets on Ticketmaster and it was fairly okay. easy um, then I went and I booked my um, place to stay through tra- Travel Travel Republic and that was very easy so have you been to games at Wembley before like is it all it's all like everything somewhat no. close to the stadium oh I mean me neither no, it's, no to be honest I wouldn't go over because I'm not going to go watch another team. I'm a Jets fan. I'm going to go over and watch the Jets. That's it. Now, have you been to games here? Have you been to MetLife Stadium or the Giants Stadium? No, no. To be honest, I was going. We were hoping to actually go over next next year, but because the Jets are playing in England, we're opting to go to England because it's cheaper. It's very you know, expensive to get over to from from Ireland over over to yourselves. I think what we need to do, Joe, is we need to get all these guys. We got to get Slim and Biff and David, yeah. all these guys to come to like a Jets Patriots game or Jets Dolphins game and just have a great time and organize <laughs> all this. You know, I, mean, I think I just want to see Slim when the Jets go like three and out, like the one yard line. I just want to see his reaction. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he will go crazy, man. It sounds like he will go crazy. Well, I'd yeah, say he'd pull, pull his hair out, but he doesn't have any. <laughs> Hey Biff, if we're, we're going to go back to the team, what is your like? If you're looking at free agency, is there is there any name to stick out that there's like your the must-have guy? Like you know, if like if they land this guy, you're you're happy for free agency. Do you have a guy like that? Well, to be honest, I I I I'd really lo- like. It looks like Cromartie's going to come back. Um, apart from that, I'd really like another cornerback because Dexter McDougal and. Milner are just injury prone and you can't count on them. Plus, it's nice to have a load of cornerbacks um, for competition. Um, apart from that, you have to go offensive line because our, QB, our QBs are just getting the living hell out of them. Um, yeah, I think par- uh, yeah, cornerbacks and offensive line yeah, what, what do you? That, that, and I, I totally agree with you as well. Um, I've spoken about it a thousand times. We need to address our offensive line, and E. Milner and McDougal are always hurt. So yeah. I agree with your take. I'm also wondering about what, what do you thoughts about our linebacker position? How do you think we should handle David Harris? Well, um, David Harris. Well, if you look at free agency, there's nothing much there when it comes to the inside linebackers. So you're, I think. I'd 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 really like if they gave him a two year contract, um, okay. but not break the bank with him because he's at that age. Uh, what do you think? Of, what do you think about like a Jason Worlds, a Brian Arakbo? I mean, Brian Arakbo is more of an outside backer, but Jason Worlds was a guy I think yeah. that can, can kind of feel those. What do you think about him? I like him. Like he he plays with a chip in his shoulder. He's got an edge. He plays angry, and I like okay. him. 
because so would you bring uh, go ahead a rock ball, uh, I'd I'd offer him a one year contract because you don't even know if he's going to last even a full game. Mm. You know, because he's well, that injury he, prone. You know, and that's and that's a really he's a really interesting name because you know he's had yeah. a couple years like he missed two years like 2012 and 2014. Arapko missed significant time, but then in 2013 he had ten sacks. So if you can get him yeah. on like almost like a sh- like almost like a show me deal. He may be a guy that you can bring in, but my question for you, Biff, is what do you do with Calvin Pace and Jason Babin? Like, do you do you try keeping them for depth? I mean, I, I think Babin is still explosive; that can be valuable. Calvin Pace does a little, a lot of the dirty work, to be honest with you, under Rexy yeah. at least. Do Do you well, think they have still value? Um, yeah, depth. That's it, and they're cheap. Yep. Um, there's not really much there. Like, if they go in the draft, the draft is full of pass rushers mm-hmm. this year. Yep. And, um, like, there's only a couple of names in free agency. And if you're going free agency, you're going to pay out your skin for a good outside linebacker. Um, yep, no doubt. Yeah. Now, even if they they're at number six. In the in the first round, they could actually trade back and even take up and um, pick a a decent pass rusher. But there's loads of them. Like you've Fowler, you've Vic Vic Beasley, Bud Dupree, you've got uh, Shane Ray. You've loads of them. Even got a guy from uh, Virginia called uh, Eli Harold. He's very good. Mm. See, you yeah, know, right, right now, Biff. Right now, Biff is making Biff is making Ron Pickett probably blow out of his seat right now because he's going to want to respond to you. And when it comes to draft picks and draft choices, you guys, I, I follow you guys when you're on the, the timeline. When you guys just start talking draft Ron. picks, yeah, and the, the knowledge you guys share, it, it's just it's, it's so much fun to read, and it's very it's very informative. I learn a lot from you guys from draft picks. Yeah, you could even even if the 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 trade back, they could actually pick up a really decent offensive lineman. Like, now, have you, you seen much of Brendan Sheriff? Well, be, uh, before I do, before we go into that, does this mean you're not on the Marcus Mariota page? Uh, not really. Mm. I can't see him last until six. If he's, but if like he's an there, awful people him. have to actually. If he's there, I think they're going to have to take him. Mm. Like, there's n- there's not really much in free agency. There's nothing I mean, uh, past past pa, pa, past the top two quarterbacks. It's the the quarterbacks are rubbish. But I mean, but do you like say for say just for example, like in free agency, you can get a guy like Brad for things like that. These are for the most part going to be stopgap guys, or maybe like they're gonna. You're hoping they're gonna stay healthy or pan out. Do you yeah. do you see an NFL future for Mariota? Where do you think he could be a franchise quarterback or even a top twelve or thirteen quarterback? Yeah, down the road. If the Jets pick him at six, he's going to have to sit. Because okay. you're going to end up doing the Geno thing all over again, I think, if he ends up starting, because he's not ready. So, do yeah, you, I mean, so that's... how do you think... Oh, go ahead, ahead Joe, go ahead, Joe. Okay. So how do you think How do you think that we should handle Because if we, if we do, say Marriott does last the six and we take him, so then, do you start him immediately, or do you sign a veteran and then sit him? Well, that's a tough question because it's mm-hmm. in um, the free agency starts in March. 
And then you mm-hmm. have the draft is in the end of April, nearly May. So if if you're if you're going to pick up a free agent, you're going to be picking up basically leftovers. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Unless they pick up the likes of Mallet or, as you were saying, uh, Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. Um, Colt McCoy and what are you going to do with Geno Smith then? So do you think that that would open the door for, like I said, like another quarterback competition where you might end up with, say, let's, let's say we get Mariota, we have Sam Bradford, we have Geno Smith. Are you opening that up for competition or are you saying, look, Mariota, you're sitting down for this year no matter what happens and the quarterback competition is only between Geno and Sam or Geno and Colt McCoy or whoever you know, we might yeah. pick up as a veteran. To be honest, I think that's the way to go because uh, if you look at Kaepernick now, for instance, they told him he was sitting and they mm. set him for a year and he came out and he was ready. Um, it's the same with Rogers in Green Bay. They sat him for the year. He came out and he mm. was ready. So if this... Uh, if they turn around, even they're going to have to actually, McCagnum is going to have to come out and say, right, to the press and to the fans, he's sitting and that's it. He's going to learn. You can bitch and moan all you want. He's not coming out to play till next year. And just okay. hit, nip it on the butt there. You know what, Biff? You know, I'm glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that because you know what the thing is? It's like in past years, I think, and Joe, I'm not, I'm not taking shots at your boy, but I think that Rex Ryan mishandled, but I think he mishandled the quarterback position for the most part with the media. I think he said things that weren't true. He didn't know how to handle it, and he gave the wrong perception. And I think if you have a strong message from both McHagnan and Bowles, they listen, Mariota's our guy, whoever the quarterback is, he's our guy, but he's not yeah. playing until at least week eight. He's not playing until week eight. So if all three quarterbacks of ours get hurt, we're bringing a guy off the street. He's still not going to play. Like, you have a strong, firm message, and therefore the media can't say nothing. The fans can't say nothing. You're transparent. You're saying, this kid, he's our quarterback, but he's not ready to play. Deal with it. And, and if you have that message, Biff, I could not agree with you more because, Joe, I think for me, that's exactly what has to happen. Yeah. Exactly, and I, I, Rex Ryan mishandled more than the QB situation. Mishandled an awful lot. <laughs> And it looks like he's starting to do that with the Bills now, with signing the incognito. Yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah, it's such a yeah. disaster. <laughs> yeah, I think the handle of the QB situation, I agree with you, Biff. Um, you know, this is New York, and and if you feed the New York media a rookie quarterback, they're going to destroy him. Um, that's factual, but I, I totally agree with that, that if, you know, 
say if we do end up with Mariota, we sign a, a, a guy, then we should say, listen, we should come out and say, look, he's not going to start. That's just the way it is, um, and that's it, and you got to deal with it. But, you know, I think that's the best way to go about it. Hey, hey, yeah. Biff, I got a, I got a question. I got a question. I got a question for you about running backs, real quick. We we touched on a bunch of running backs, and you know, there's you know, Chris Johnson. I think where it's safe to assume he's going to be gone. What would you do? Would you try to pursue a guy like C.J. Spiller? Would you go through a lesser name like a Anton Smith, a Roy Halu? Do you try to bring back Bilal Powell? How would you handle running back? Um, see, is with Powell, he's very, very good in pass protection. And it's very hard to find a good running back that can do that. Plus catch the ball and run and be a good teammate. Good locker room guy. Now, yep. I don't know much about Anton Smith or uh, Helu or whatever way you want to pronounce his name. <laughs> Spiller, I think he's just going to look for too much money. So I'd go draft. Yep. Get in some young talent. Like um, you've got the guy out. Boise State, you've got Coleman out of uh, Indiana. He can go even further back in the draft. Pick up a guy. What's your takes on that? Yeah, I, I definitely think that I'm in total agreement with that. I think CJ Spiller is going to price himself out. Um, Roy Hallou and Antoine Smith, I think, are our best options. Um, those are guys that just basically swing out the backfield. Uh, Anton Smith is explosive. I mean, yep. he reminds me of a faster, and I, and I was going to make this comparison. He reminds me of a faster Leon Washington, a guy that you yep. get the ball to. He's explosive. He can take off. He can take, you know, a, a five-yard hitch to the house, um, and you just you have to account for him. But Roy Hulu is more of a – he's a guy that can swing out the backfield as well, and he's very sneaky. He has sneaky speed, and then boom, before you know it, he's gone. Uh, he's a mismatch for linebackers as well, so – those are two guys, but I definitely agree with your takes on running backs, uh, drafting a guy, because running backs in this league are kind of a dime a dozen. So I yeah. agree with, with everything you said. My, my, my question for you, I have another question for you is uh, Antonio Allen. What do you think about yeah, the, the way coming. that he's been handled? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Antonio Allen, what do you think about the way that he's been handled? And do you think that he could be a starting free safety for us? Okay. Um Antonio Allen, when when looking back now at the draft when he was coming out, he was one of my favorites to be honest. I loved Antonio Allen coming out, and he was um, a great guy to get. In the, was it the sixth round? Yep. But yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah. But he came in um, and done a good job last year now, or I should say the year before, in free safety. But when it came to this year, he was just jerked around too much from one position to another position. It, it, it nearly destroyed the chap. But um, I understand, Joe, where you're coming from, where uh, you want him to be the free safety. But from way, the way I look at it, if you go and into round three or maybe even round five and you pick out a cornerback slash safety or free safety and say, here, guys, just pair you there. Go fight during the summer for your position. And then mm-hmm. be- may the best man win. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that, Joe? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to drafting the guy and bringing him in. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not opposed to competition at every single position. Let me just get that out of the way. 
Um, but I, I agree with what you're saying. If we do get a guy in the in the third round or the second round, or you know, and he's a safety, and we say, look, go in there, you fight for your position, you come out the winner, you win. That's fine. I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, what do you think, Tyson? No, I agree. And, and first of all, I think you guys have probably started the Antonio Allen fan club on this radio show today. But <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for, I'm all for um, bringing in somebody. I just want a guy that has range, can move, can cover a tight end, can run. I mean, that's my biggest thing. Even, ever since Rex has been here, it's always been a project, and they're always out of position, and it just drives you insane. Or they're too slow. But, I mean, and, and I just want to add on to this. Biff, what's your take on Calvin Pryor? I mean, he's a thumper. He's a big hitter. He's good in the box. But I, I thought so often he took terrible angles to make tackles. Like he just seemed, like, out of position or maybe he was trying to do too much, trying to make up for other people. Like, what's your take on Calvin Pryor? Okay, uh, Calvin Pryor. Uh, when Calvin Pryor was coming out, I was a big fan. But at number 18, no. Maybe the second round. But... Um, during the year, I think him taking wrong angles and making a lot of boo-boos on the pitch, uh, <laughs> that was down to the likes of Rex Ryan. I don't blame him because he's a rookie. I blame Rex Ryan because Rex Ryan should have said, here, um, young chap, button it, get off Twitter, you're only <laughs> a rookie, get out there and play ball, and... Um, he should have slotted him into strong safety. He wasn't a free safety coming out. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, um, I, 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 there's, there's no arguments here, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, no, I think Rex, no Rex Ryan basically ruined a lot of players, I think, on the, on the team. You, you know what, Biff? Biff, but hold on, Biff. You know what? Right now, you have Joe's feathers so ruffled. He's probably bending pens. He's probably he probably kicked over his he probably kicked over it's probably something a, a cup of coffee or something. You have them all round up now. No, you know, spit I, 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 <laughs> no, I, you know, everyone has their own opinion. Everyone, you know, believes what they believe. Even though we have the sixth overall defense, you know, I'm not. I'm not uh, here, you know, to defend anyone or saying anything. But yeah, I do, I do definitely agree with you about Calvin Pryor. Um, I, I, I honestly think he's just playing out of his position. I think he's in the box, strong safety at best. That's what he is. Exactly. Um, yeah, I agree with you about his technique. His technique is questionable. He gets lost in space. He also misses tackles, which was one of the things that really blew my mind about him. Uh, the fact that he was you know, supposed to be this big hitter coming out of college. Although if you watch a lot of his tape, a lot of those big hits were going to be illegal helmet to helmets in the league. Um, you know, and he was missing a lot of tackles this season and getting blown up by guys that would survive after he wouldn't wrap on tackles. Um, you know, so I guess that kind of is what it is, what it is with him. Um, I, yeah, I have another that, question for you. Is that down Go to ahead. the coaches? Say it again? Isn't that down to the coaches to coach the over? Yeah, that it's some of it is down to the coaches, but if you you can coach great technique for a player, but if they go out there and they don't execute and use that technique, then it's on the player. I mean, a lot a lot of that stuff is just basically learned when you're in pee wee football. You rap when you tackle because yeah. there's going to be guys that are going to be big enough that when you hit them, it's not going to affect the guy that's you know that's six four, you know maybe two two thirty two forty the same way it'll affect the guy that's five eleven you know, one, 
180 soaking wet. You know what I mean? It, it, you're not going to get the same pop that you got out of, you know, hitting a bigger guy. That's why you're supposed to wrap. Because as you roll down, you grab those legs and you bring him down. You, any, any football player is taught that. You don't go high, you go low on bigger guys. Because you go high, you're going to get toasted. But, um, yeah. yeah well, that's, that's cool. Go ahead. Hopefully under bowls, no, he can sort him out. Yeah, hope, hopefully he does. I'm wondering, what do you think about Kyle Wilson as well? Yeah. What do you think? Oh. What do you think he'll fit in the team? Good God. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing it out. <laughs> Are you all right? Your stomach okay? You gonna puke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got a guy. Got him. Throw, throw my phone off the wall. <laughs> I mean, he was I mean, the one there. I to see the back of. <laughs> but but Biff, is there? But but being that the young guys that were starting to flash, I mean, we'll 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 let you go a little bit. But what yeah. about guys like Trevor Riley and IK? I mean, you they mm-hmm. both start um, showed some flashes towards the end of the season. I like what IK did. IK IK seemed to be very yeah. disruptive. Do you have any take on those two guys? Yeah, I like IK now. Um, he showed flashes now and played with a bit of an edge on him. But as for Trevor Riley. Didn't see much of the chap. Okay. To be honest. Uh, what about uh, T.J. Barnes? What's your What's your take on him? You know, T.J. Barnes is interesting because there's a lot of competition at that position, but two of them are free agents. Kendrick Ellis is gone. Doosable's gone. So with them, does, does he see more playing time? Or do you, I mean, for me personally, I like Doosable. So if I had a, if I had a choice yeah. between giving T.J. Barnes more time or bringing Doosable back, for me, Joe, I'm bringing back Doosable. I mean, Barnes has tremendous size. I mean, we talked to him. You know, he, he's working on He's taking kickboxing. He's trying to, you know, become more athletic. You know, he's trying to do all the right things. But in terms of, of a player now, I mean, Joe, for me, I, I'd bring back Doosable. Yeah, absolutely. I also like Ellis as well. Um, I think those are two quality depth guys, and Doosable and Ellis. Um, and, and, and those are guys that I think we have to bring back because they help, you know, our, our, our defensive line is the strength of our team. But, you know, with the depth is also a strength of the team as well at that position because all those guys were able to be plugged in and, and perform at their positions extremely well. So I do agree with you, Tyson, that Doosable is a guy that we should bring back. I also think that Ellis is a guy that we should bring back. And it's just going to push uh, Barnes to, you know, become a better player because he's going to be in competition with guys that are very good too. So that, that's kind of what I think exactly. about Barnes. He's just going to have to work. And what's your take about um... – Decker trying to get Demario Thomas on board with the Jets. I think the Demario I mean, is, is. Oh, go ahead, Tyson. No, okay, it's all you, Joe. Um, I, I think that it's a it's a great story. Um, I think that it's nice to hear, but I think at the end of the day, <laughs> or at the end of the day, uh, whoever puts the most money in his bank account is who's going to get him. Um, yeah, I think that it sounds good, but. That's all it is. It just sounds good. We have to actually get the guy in the building and sign him. And I, I don't think he gets away from Denver. I really don't. Um, I don't care, you know, how many times Eric Decker calls him or promises him dinners or whatever else he's doing. Um, I just don't think he gets out of Denver. What do you think, Tyson? Yeah, I think it's, like you said, it's a great story, but I don't think he's one of the guys that becomes available. I think you have a better chance of getting a Randall Cobb than you do with Demarius Thomas. But, Biff, I have a better question for you. It's a spot we really haven't talked about too much is – what was your take on Abushi and Brian Winters? And so we're all saying we want to improve the offensive mm. line. The Jets have these, and they have Dozier too, but they have these young guys. Is there any value in these young guys, or do we have to just go for free agents or maybe the draft again? Well, to be honest, um, Abushi showed a bit of talent there at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. There's a bit of promise there. 
uh, Winters, it's hard to know. He just looks like a backup. He's been playing like a backup. Uh, Dozier, he's an unknown, to be honest. Yep. Uh, nobody's going to know until maybe training camp and preseason. Um, I don't know what the story is. I think the three of them should fight out for um, the left left guard position. Now, as for right guard, they're either going to have to go and draft someone like Brandon Sheriff or Leal Collins in the first yeah. round. Sort out that or bring in Imputi. Or in Patty, yeah. whatever his name is, from the forty nine. Oh, I yeah, what, what yep. do you think? What do you think of the uh, uh, bowling from Cincinnati? He's a free agent. Uh, let's see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm Joe. this from you. I'm not necessarily familiar with him. What is his name? Bowling from Cincinnati, the guard. Yeah. Uh, I think he's Clint, a solid Clint guard. Bowling. Yeah, I think he's a solid guard. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, they they had a pretty. They ran behind him a couple times uh, after even after Giovanni ended up getting hurt, and they brought in Hill and he was running behind him. I think he's a solid guy, but I, I really do yeah. think that we should go to the draft. Um, I think yeah. he's my my big guy coming out of free agency because I think he's the one of the better guards coming out in free agency. <laughs> but I think you can draft a guy that that might be better than bowling. Um, yeah. My, my take on my take on Brian Winters. I think that Brian Winters sucks. I just don't think that he's a starter. <laughs> I think he he's a better run blocker than he's a pass blocker. Um, and and that's just that with him. He's a mauler, but in pass protection, he's a liability. Abushi, I think, is a solid lineman. But again, I think that's a position that we could upgrade at as well with Ayupati and then still going to the draft. Um, I remember banging. You know, banging the hammer on the table for for Zach Martin. Please do not play that Notre Dame. <laughs> um, Tyson, don't you do Did it. somebody mention um, the Notre Dame guy? I, this is my favorite. This is my favorite part of the show. Go ahead. Oh my God! That's why I didn't want to say it. I did not want to say it. Um, I remember banging, banging the hammer on the table for him, uh, and, and we, we didn't end up drafting him. But I think that we should go uh, lineman in this draft and kind of clean things up. If we, if, even if we get Ayupati, I think we should still go lineman in the draft, and we, we can be able to replace those guys. Dozier is a guy that, like you said, I think is an unknown. I totally agree with that. But Dozier is a guy where I feel like if he's not beating those guys out in practice, then that's why he's not starting. So he's just not ready. He's just not ready to be a starter in this league. So, um, yeah, our, our our guard situation is very critical, and that's one of the reasons why I continue to bang on the fact that I think we need to go offensive line on this draft. We got to yeah, steal well, up the middle. Even even go in ahead. round two, they're they're picking <laughs> fifth, I think. So they mm-hmm. could end up picking AJ Khan. He's a beast oh. of yes. an offensive guard yes. from South Carolina. Yes, absolutely. That was one of the guys that I mentioned. Um, another guy that I'm, another guy that I mentioned was Collins, uh, Flowers as well from Miami. Those are guys that I think that are yeah. extremely solid. Uh, guys that I think are extremely solid. And I do believe that we could get AJ Can in the second round. Tomlinson is another guy. Lakin Tomlinson from Duke. From Duke is another guy. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think we can get in the second round too. Because I think those guys are going to be very good guards in this league. I do believe Trey Johnson is another guy too that we can get in the third. That I think it could be a solid lineman. So. You know, and what, we'll, what do you reckon we'll, about we'll, uh, right tackle? 
My record, right tackles, right, you know you? what? My, my thing about right tackles, I love Doug Free. I like him a lot. He's going to be a free agent as well. Um, Brandon Sharif is a guy that I think, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if we trade down if we'll still be able to get him. Um, Andreas Pete is a guy I think could be a right tackle. Laurel Collins is a guy I think that can be a right tackle. Um, Cameron, Cameron Irving is another guy from Florida State that I think could be a solid right tackle in this league too. So there are some guys mm-hmm. there. There's some depth at tackle as well, that, you know, guys that I think could be solid left tackles in this league, but I think they could play right tackle also. Um, that would be very good too. So I think the draft is full of linemen, not just guards and the tackles as well, that we could draft and start. And we could also get them in later rounds and still be, you know, still be starters like Jake Fisher from Oregon. That's a guy that I think he could be a solid right tackle too. Yeah, you got to keep in mind though. So you guys are ready to move on from Brino? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, well, if you are, it's, like we, a, it's, like a, it's a $5 million cap. If we get a solid. If we get a solid right guard in the draft, I, I could stick it out till next year mm-hmm. for a replacement. <laughs> my my thing with Brino is that when we go against speed rushers, you see that he is a liability. And the guy doesn't even have to be a top-end speed rusher in this league to get around him. Um, so it, it's like, yeah, you, I understand it's a $5 million hit. And I'm not saying we got to cut him. I'm just saying that, if there's a better guy out there that we can upgrade at, or if there's a guy that we can draft that we can sit behind Brino and a guy can learn, so then boom, when Brino, when, when it's time for him to go, he can go and we don't have to owe him anything, this will be the draft that we need to start planning for that. Because, like I said, there's been times when, when we placed, we faced teams that didn't have top-end speed rushers and they got right around him and they were in Geno's face. We can't have this. We can't have that this so season where guys are just getting so around both- in quarterback face. What about if they went out and they got um, a block and tight end and put him in there to give him a hand? Well, we've seen that. We've seen them try to do that with Jeff Cumberland. And I don't think that Jeff Cumberland is the best block and tight end, but I think he's the okay block and tight end. I don't or think Matthew Mulligan. Him. Yeah, uh, uh, Mulligan too. I, <laughs> I, just, I just don't think that – I don't think that's the answer. It's that if, if your tackle's not good enough to and, – and like I said, if these weren't like top – speed rushers. These, some of these guys are just guys that were decent enough, and he was getting beat by them. Like, they were Cameron Lake. It was like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen that. We've seen us try to put blocking tight ends or anything like that. I think that will also stunt the growth of Jason Maru. Um, Jason needs to be out yeah. there, period. Period. He needs to be out there. On, on, on Every snap that he can get, he needs to be out there. So we need a right tackle that can hold up at least. Hey Biff, yeah. we got to we got to wrap this up, man. I apologize. We mm-hmm. ran we ran long. I thought we were going to. Before we let you go, what's your Twitter ID so everybody can get a hold of you? Um, I'm Biffaroo. Uh, Biffaroo uh, Jeff. Dude, thank my, you uh, very much for well, thank you very much for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it, and we definitely want to talk to you again. Yeah, look, God bless and thanks a million. Thank you. All right, Joe, it ended. It ended. I, I only did it for 90 minutes because I wasn't sure how long we were going to have. So, um, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I really I saw that max late. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. We'll talk, I'll text you after this. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Okay, most definitely. All right, man. All right, later. All right. All right, peace. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.